do it from back here. I want to sound like I'm really far away. All right. <laughs> well, then it's going to be a great show from way back there, John. <laughs> At this point, why don't we just talk into our iPhones? Oh, that's fine. Can I talk to my iPhone over there? Do I have to hold it? Hello? Hollywood Hotel? You got him. Yeah. Hollywood Hotel, the W.C. Fields Bar. Welcome to 1111 South America. 1111. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, you can't give out the actual address because then people want to come down here. I doubt that. (laughs) And even if they did, they they can't get in. So they'd see the outside of the building and be like, that's enough of that. It's like finding out where a celebrity lives. You go there and then seeing it's a rundown shithole, and you're like, "So those, da, 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 those Hollywood, those look, maps to the stars, are those real? Have you ever seen one of those? I mean, have you I'm sure done any of it? I'm sure they're physically real, like they're made of paper that you can touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there there's some legitimacy to them, or otherwise people would come back and kick the shit out of everybody, right? Like, yes, but I, what are you looking at though on those tours? I just, Porsches? I mean. I don't know. I've right? never taken one of those tours. I guess I've heard from time to time that um, stars will just wander outside, yeah, and wave to that's, people. That's just the because. highlight of the yeah, because they know, and it's and why not? If one, I wonder if there's a kickback. Not that they would need it, but I mean, even like a have, kickback. No, wait, well, not like if a kickback. Well, what you first off, you would never do that. Why would you ever want a kickback? Well, what do you mean? I'm just well, saying because like, you're setting yourself up at that point. Oh right? yeah, it's like uh, that. You ever watch ep- uh, episodes? Yeah. Mm, is that that Showtime show? Yeah, the Joey what, guy or whatever. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. You know that. You know that that that's supposed to take place here in Los Angeles, right? Do you know where they film it? <clears throat> uh, London. Well, really, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, because it's cheaper. Isn't that ridiculous? Really? They came in to look at the building once, and he said, "Well, we're not back yet." I said, "But I thought it was a LA." I never watched the show, so I'm like, "Well, they LA go Bay. to London. Like the two writer, the main writers are from London, so they go back there." But that's where they do everything because it's all inside, right? So they'll come back. Oh, he's shoot pulling a up bit. on the lot. It looks like he's at. Uh, uh, it's shit. cheaper, John. It's just cheaper, man. Kind of looks like he's over at. Um, what is it? Where they had the man show and Mad TV for all those years. Uh, Hollywood Center? Yeah. The thing yeah, is, though, yeah. they, pro- they do do some exterior stuff, but the majority of it, because it's cheaper, the stages are cheaper, everything's just cheaper over there. Huh? Hey, that's, that's, new, that's the new way. Going to London? Well, no, just going anywhere but here. Well, right. No, I understand that. You and I moved here, and we're like, we're sound. here. We had our bags. No, we're like, we're here, going ready. to Canada. Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> I just got <laughs> here, though. No, no, you can still pay to live here. It'll be nice and cheap. Oh, my point was, you're right. No one would want to be indebted to anybody that was doing that in terms of the tours and stuff. And it led me to a, an idea that I saw in episodes where he takes his girl to a, you know, they have those rooms where they just give celebrity stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I have this, have this. <clears throat> but then they want a picture of you holding it. And they want, like, nothing's really free. You're basically selling your image with this thing for free by even getting a case of whatever it is. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that, had, that was coming for a while. That I had some sort of weird kale. Oh. Brown rice. First of all, you saying that just, gave I, me the shits. I had guilty day, man. I felt like that doesn't sound I, guilty. No, not a guilty pleasure day. Guilty day. You haven't ever had a guilty day oh. where you feel really bad about the way you've been treating yourself, and you're like, all right, fuck it. If I just if I have like a bag of kale, I'm I'm good, right? No, dude, my body's a temple. I treat it as such every day, day in day out. I just had a s'mores frappuccino. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I hate I hate how advertising is actually I'm seeing it work on me. Like on my ways coming over here, there's a Starbucks thing that popped up three times. Like, happy hour Starbucks, happy hour Starbucks. I'm like, get 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 out of there. And then I get here, I'm like, mm, God, I want Starbucks. Was it the app or is it the fact that there's a Starbucks on every corner now? Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. One of my worst old jokes is my parents uh, would go to visit my parents and uh, <laughs> they knew that I liked Starbucks, so they would make Starbucks at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Starbucks has grown so quickly that there was a Starbucks inside of my parents' Starbucks cup. That's why I don't do that joke. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday about, uh, did you ever do comedy time? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Here's the weird Also thing. known as the regret time for most of the comics that did it. I, I did it when I was very early on, and I, and I was so arrogant and thought that I was funny. And then I look at it now, and I'm like, damn it. Well, what was I thinking, right? You want to rush to the game, and you just you look like a fool. I did mine last year. They still do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know they still did it. Me neither. And they called me like, hey, do you want to do this thing for comedy time? I was like, what? Where do they do it now? <laughs> the Ice House. Well, they still do it at the Ice House, yeah, too. Yeah, man. You go there. And then, I love it. You go there, and there's this, you got to get there super early, and they walk you through everything, which is, I understand. If you've never- Like how to get on stage, how to hold a microphone. Basically, like, stand here, do this. At, you know what I mean? Look this way. and Which I can understand if someone has never, you know what I mean? It's it's common sense to me. Did you start rethinking your choice at that point? No, I was like, I'm already here. They want three minutes from me. Three I, minutes is all you're doing? Yeah. That's a waste of time. Honestly, dude, I don't understand oh, the three-minute thing. They gave me thing. like 120 bucks or Okay, something. there we go. Now we're talking. You know I mean? So they, that's how many uh, How much? How many dollars per minute? Yeah. $40 a minute. The um, Okay. Just Bobby Fisher. With, well, okay. With numbers. Now, if that's all it takes with you? Okay. With numbers. Um, I, I don't understand the concept of... of only three minutes and stand. I do when you're when you're really really new. I mean, well, because that because that yes. Let's when just you're say really John recently saving... tried out for a big time television show that has stand up in it. And how much time did you have to get to do in that? Three minutes. I don't. Three and a half. That. Three and a half. Sorry. Three and a half. Oh, oh okay. There mm-hmm. we. Never mind then. It, it it just ruined my whole argument. But and at this stage of the game, it's harder. Like, tell me to do three minutes is harder for me than if you said, "Dude, you got to go fill an hour." Like, going to fill an hour, I can take my time, I can be slow, I can get the audience to not like me, and then bring them back, and then be like, hey, they like me again, and then do the same thing a couple more times. But in three minutes, they have to like you the whole time. And I mean, it shouldn't, it's not that it's difficult in the sense that I can pick three jokes that'll go three minutes and and should hit every time, but... True, but if but it can also affect your identity as a comedian, yes, because you, if you're not a set-up punch, set-up punch, set-up punch, set-up punch, they're asking you to become that, you have, which yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. And again, right. you can do those shows, you don't have to do that. I don't care that they do it. I just don't see how you can make a judgment, a legitimate judgment on talent you can't. when you force them outside of what they're normally used to doing. Right, or in the case of the show that I was thinking of is when they shit on you for doing what you do do, even though it's outside of the setup punch norm. Right. Well, that's, that's, you know, but that's, yeah. I, I just don't get it. That'd be People like basically fear what they do not understand. Well, it's just like saying, I got this great car. They're like, all right, let's put it in water <laughs> and let's drive it. Well, well, no, no, it's not. It's not, it's not an a underwater boat. It's car. Not a boat. So it's, it's not, a car. I don't understand. Well, well, we're gonna try it underwater because that's the show. The show is ca- water car. It's car. Well, it's water cars. So take take your car and put it in the water. <laughs> the car sank. It's it's no longer any good. Okay, show's over, guys. Everyone go home. That's a wrap <laughs> on water car. I want to make sure that I found. I, I I got a record player. 
I got one of those, uh, what is that, a Crosley or whatever. They're, they, this company that's been, it's been around. They're like a legitimate company that's been around forever. You see their stuff at like Target and Urban Outfitters. They're like, they got record players. Do you have, you have a record player? Yes. Do you have a Crosley or do you have an old record player? No, I have some new thing where it's also got a CD player and a tape player and a radio. And it's like this all in one thing that looks like an old timey record player. Do you just sit in front of it with your headphones on and sing out loud? I don't no put headphones on. No, it's your I don't put headphones on, but I do sit in front of it and sing so that my girlfriend and probably my neighbors can hear me. And it's probably annoying. So that you're doing you're doing those things that test the boundary. You just moved in uh, recently, so you're doing the things that test the boundaries of love. Correct? It's like these are the things that you, if you don't like this, then you better get out. Right? You always have to throw a couple of the things that listen. This is me, right? For sure. But I kind of gave those up. I gave those out right away with her. What do you mean? No, like, no. But you at the time that you guys were living together, or prior to before even living together, I made sure that she could handle certain things because otherwise she can't. I there were things I just told her. I'm like. Hey, sometimes I do this. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, if we live together, you're going to see it a lot. Like, okay. You know what I mean? She's just like, and also the place is big enough that if she doesn't like what she's looking at, she can go into another room and not feel like I'm like smothering her. Yeah, that sounds about right. Love. Yeah. That's love. That's true love. <laughs> I think we're doing all right. You guys literally found a place that had an extra room just in case she needed to get away from you. At least you're thinking in advance. Well, two bathrooms for sure. That's the key to a relationship. That's the key to. I wish I had two bathrooms. I can't believe you do not. Just one of those things that the house is just an older house where Burn that stuff it didn't matter. To the ground and start again. Is that what it is? You need we bought bathrooms. our house from a very, very old couple that had been there. How old were they? <laughs> They're so old that they, they only had a coffee basement. maker Ooh. in the kitchen. So everything blew fuses in there. Like the the, oh. the, the, the electricity was so old that How old was it? <laughs> It was so old. No, I have no idea. But my point is, like, yeah, in order for us to put anything in there, like two TVs and a and a microwave, we had to redo all the electrical and stuff like that. You go with uh, two 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 twenty and then get copper piping in there. Sure, sounds great. My point is that (laughs) um, I I have a lot of point is is today. Um, The house is it was built in forty seven, and back then they didn't have a lot of needs. Apparently, like two bathroom needs. Well, I mean, inside bathrooms were great. Forty seven. They didn't like like closets. They didn't like space. They yeah. were not into space back then. They like being on top of each other. Well, maybe because they were outside more. You know, they were more of an outdoorsy people. I would say that there. Yeah, there was no. I mean, it's well, not the Irwins TVs. are not outdoorsy folk. Are oh they? no, no, we're outside I mean, all the time. We bought that place for the backyard, buddy. Okay, okay, yeah, but we're also all about the backyard. I bet. I bet the people in 1947 weren't playing as many video games. Weren't. How uh, do you know? Well, I'm just taking a wild guess. I don't know a lot about history. <laughs> But I think the video game didn't come along until sometime after 47. So I also, because we had a big backyard, I got the dumbass idea of, like, we need a hot tub, which we don't. But I no, decided. No, you do. You do. But Target sells those oh, inflatable hot tubs. Have you seen those? You've been, you don't go to Target enough. You have any, you're, not, you're not married enough or have kids enough to go to Target. But so I went there and I found it. It was like 250 bucks or something like that. Put that in there. And I, we used it for like a week. And I was like, this is the most awesome thing in the world. And then I realized... That you have to actually fucking take care of it. Yeah. And now that thing is in the back. And <coughs> it, may as green well, water. it may as well be a pond. <clears throat> Do you remember when? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm white trash and I have to dump the thing out and I'm putting it away because I'm not I don't have yeah. that kind of time in my life to right. be. You gotta take care of it. There's more there's more time put into taking care of a hot tub than my children. Sure. So and and a hot tub's more important and more fragile. <laughs> uh do you ever did you ever go to when uh, Earl Skakel and Howie Wallfish had the Backyard comedy. First off, those are two fake made-up names. <laughs> those are not real people. 
Is that a cartoon? Did you even Earl hear what Stinkle just came out? Howie Wallfish. <laughs> if you said them individually, the Howie Wallfish one would be like, still. People always go, what? No, that's yeah. not real. You can't, you can't say those two names back to back. I mean, but you can't. That's like Knuckles McGee or whatever. Like Knuckles O'Toole. Kn- Knuckles O'Toole. <laughs> and I found, it, and I found another. Oh, so back, I go anyway, back to the, I didn't go to the Skakel Howfish thing. Uh, Wallfish. Wallfish, yeah. Wallfish, yeah. Oh, you didn't go. Okay, because no. they had it at Howie's place, and it was like, the place was packed, you know, and he had people traipsing through his house, and he had bowls of weed and stuff, like all this. He was, very, he was trying to be very... Uh, cool? Sure. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and the show was out back, and I remember before before even going to the show, like I was on the show, and he sent, like all these emails went out and stuff, and uh, and invites and whatever. And one of them was just like went on and on about the hot tub. Like, bring a suit. We're going to have ladies chilling in the hot tub. There's a hot tub. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who on earth is going to be chilling in a hot tub at this party with people all around? Like, I'm getting in the hot tub. Like, that's some ballsy motherfucker that would do something like that. Who did it? No one, dude. Oh, okay. I got there. The hot tub, even if you'd wanted to get in, was pond water. It was like a, what? A green, oh. like, look, it was, I was like, what, Howie? He's like, well, you know, it needs to be clean. I go, it needs to be set on fire. Dude, that is <laughs> ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Well, next time we'll have it work. I go, don't even bother, dude. Just put the cover on it so nobody has to see it, man. That's disgusting. Oh, God. So this is a total uh, spiral of a conversation. It just reminds me, I found a record from, I believe it looks like the early, what is it, 76? Wow. 1976. What's the name of the artist? What are you, X-Ray Vision Man? How did you see that? I got good eyes still. Andrew Gold. So if you Andrew, Google Andrew, Andrew Gold, Gold, what uh, what was he on Electra? He was on Electra. There's Electra Records. The name of the record is What's Wrong with This Picture? <laughs> the guy looks exactly like Huck. He looks like he's he having like a you. meltdown. He's drinking wine, playing his acoustic guitar on the front. Yeah, I don't understand the photograph. I'm a big fan of uh, photo of all, art of of, uh, of um, uh, album art. I, I love album art because I only got that because it was odd. And then I, when I flipped it over, I was like, I have to get this now because it looks like you. Yeah, that's uh, my dad. I think had the jacket on that he's wearing on the back of that uh, uh, that uh, album. Well, I have the chest hair on <laughs> that he's showing off. <laughs> uh, what did you see? What did you see on the album cover? Here, that well, I just, I just like, what's this guy so sad about? He lives right by the ocean. Yeah, you can see terrible. the ocean coming through his window. Unless it's a tsunami, he knows it's over. What's wrong with this picture? What is wrong with this picture? I don't know. What, oh, I, that, oh, that's the, you have to figure it out. He's he's watching the TV. He's playing his acoustic guitar. His regular guitar is on the floor. Oh, is it this? It's like a is it bread know. over a corkscrew or something? Yeah, that's what's wrong with the picture. Hey, okay. man. All right. What's so a where's Waldo of 1976 for an album? Point is track list. Hope you feel good. <laughs> Passing thing. Do wad diddy. Learning the game. Quite seductive. Angel woman. And side one closes out with Must Be Crazy. Side two, Lonely Boy, Firefly, Stay, Go Back Home Again, One of Them Is Me. I'd like to see Andrew Gold these days. I want to see if he still looks like you. What's wrong with this picture? Get it at record stores while supplies last, everybody. I think we could call that guy dad (laughs) for you, John. Can you imagine? You, you found out at the end you made fun of this album, and in the end you found out it's your, it was actually your real he's dad. Like, um, hey, son, I heard your little podcast. <laughs> Somebody turned me on to your I've podcast. I've been following you from afar, your career. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> Turns out you're adopted. Uh, fair enough. Uh, what was that? What else was I going to say that was uh, something that might have not been current events, but... Uh, 
I don't know what that means. Define. Uh, well, I don't want to date the show. Oh, okay. Well, don't. Besides, you got a girlfriend. Bam! I'm still writing them, you guys. Hey, as we go, you are welcome. Uh, but let's while we're up here mm-hmm. talking. You're on Twitter at at Brian Irwin. Right, I'm Y. Right, and an E. Brian Br- Irwin. Yes. <laughs> or as they call me at uh, at Starbucks, Ryan, <laughs> Rin. It's like I'm like it's Brian. Ryan. My favorite one is R I A N. I've never actually seen R-I-A-N. the name Ryan spelled R. But I mean, I get it. Like some of these people are like, I don't really give a shit. What their R-I-A-N. name is and Ryan. They don't, yeah. yeah, no, it's they don't care. It's write like, it so you can spell it. They figure they're gonna say something out loud, and you're gonna be like, Is that mine? Is that what is that? <laughs> an Americano? What, what, what do you what do you got there? Is that a is that a frappe? There was there was something. I think I saw this online, but someone said. They went to Starbucks and they're like, "What's your name?" It's like Mark with a K, and when they got the cup bag. It said Kark, K A R K A R K A R C. I think. Oh, good God! I don't know why. I think that's hilarious. You're stoned. Uh, nah. Nah. Okay. All right. Well, it's a good thing you had to think about it. <laughs> but it is funny, don't you think? Kark. Yeah. Mark with a K. Mark with a K. Kark. Kark. It's quiet here at the office because the show that's yeah. filming here is doing splits. Splits are when they um, they start filming at night instead, and I'm okay with that. It's nice to be nice and quiet here. Well, yeah, and you don't have to be here at night, right? Uh, I do not, nor so, would I ever be here at night. I'm done doing the overnight shifts. Of, well, uh, I mean, if in an years. emergency, in an emergency, dude. Nah, like, it's not fun. I didn't say it was fun. It's tough. It's tough stuff doing the night work. Is is Coleman coming back in? No, no, he's done. Uh, our our uh, our visitor today, our other sidekick, Eric is coming in. Eric Heister. Eric is. Uh, um, he should be here in a couple minutes. He. Uh, uh, I call him the Forrest Gump of uh, of of Hollywood. Because I'm telling you right he now, he runs br- across town. When he comes in, or just bring up anything, he'd be like, he'll start be like, yeah, back then when I used to fix cars, he'd be like, I, when did you start <laughs> what? And they'd be like, well, that was before I was flying airplanes and, uh, you know, fighting in but, Vietnam. But you're not old enough so to be in Vietnam. is he just Forrest Gump or is it Forrest Gump of Hollywood? No, I mean, I, I call him, you you're know, like, oh, I'm sorry, Forrest Gump of Hollywood adjacent because none of us are actually in Hollywood right now. We're in downtown Los Angeles. Well, on the, right. on, the, on the border, we're, we're very adjacent right now. No, but I mean, like, are, do his adventures all involve Hollywood? Or is he actually, was he in Vietnam? He's done, no, he's not been in Vietnam. He'd be very, he would be uh, a, a lot older. I yeah, think. he would. I was just kidding. I've met Eric. I like Eric. I've worked with Eric. You have worked with Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he puffs on those things. Yeah, the uh, e-cigs. Vapes. The vapes. They're vapes now. The e-cigs, it started with e-cigs. I don't see anybody on those things anymore. No, except Steven Steven Dorff, I think, Jenny McCarthy. They still... uh, Why do you even know who the people are? They do ads for them. They do ads for those blue e I thought you just happened to Google. (laughs) Who's still using e-cigs? Who's still using e-cigs? It says Steven Dorff right here. (laughs) Guys. first name that popped up. Guys, 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 anyone else know about Steven Dorff and the e-cigs? Yeah, he's being paid to promote them. Like, same as Jenny McCarthy. She's like, you can smoke them up into club. So uh, we had recently done a show with uh, on the Full Charge Power Hour. Yeah, which is out. You will have already heard it by the time you hear this. You don't have to say that. Okay. Come on. Uh, but I would like to uh, repeat a story of embarrassment that I, I shared on that show. I'll, I'll repeat it here. That, Why are uh, you embarrassed? Huh? Why are you Remember embarrassed? The, no, no, no. The, the, the story about when I before I moved out here and I worked in radio. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. When I had come out here and uh, I had to go to a radio promotion for Better Than Ezra. God, you loved that band. <laughs> well, it was a free trip. 
They got a couple of good No, songs. I mean, you must have been stoked to come out to L.A. from Milwaukee, right? You. It was a trip. It now, was a free trip. Can I ask you a question? I it's saw a picture you posted online where you're wearing a fanny pack. and uh, Yes, that was my radio days, man. Is it, But is that the same? Were you guys coming out here? With Wait, what? Were you coming out to L.A. from Milwaukee? Was that that picture? Was that a picture of you guys coming out here? No, the, the photograph of me with, with the Ramones? Yeah, with Joey Ramone, yeah. No, I used to put, well, I worked in radio in Milwaukee. I was, a, I was a promotions director at a radio station called New Rock 1021, and that's, we had this thing called the New Rock Fest, and it was a mass, it was like a 25, 26, 7,000 person event in an, at the amphitheater, you know the amphitheater at Summerfest? You've yeah. been to Summerfest? I've been there, yeah. Saw Paul Simon and Bob Dylan there. So um, they were, Ramones were playing on one of our side stages, which is kind of sad. Like they weren't even the headliners of the event; weird. they played the side stage. And um, that photograph was right before they got into their van to leave after they played. But the best part about I, forget, I totally forgot about that. So right before that that actual photograph was taken, they they had gotten this huge fight amongst they all, them all they all about who got to ride shotgun. And the thing is, it was all going through Joey because Joey didn't say he didn't, that dude didn't say shit. Like he didn't have to. It was Joey Ramon, right? right? So he's just sitting over there, like, no, Joey, Joey, I'm I'm shotgun Joey. We talked about this before we got here that I was going to ride shotgun, and he's like, no, no. And then the other guy's like, no, man, I said I was going to. And I'm, I remember just sitting there going, uh, Are you guys really arguing about this? We're yeah. fucking twelve. What's happening here? <laughs> And then they just got in. I don't even know how they resolved it. They just they all got sat in on each other's said, laps. Everyone rode shotgun. Joey said. Joey said. He no, hasn't said a word. The cargo van was empty except for the passenger seat in the front. My my question though was: Did you wear? Did you have the hip sack when you came out to L.A.? No, that picture was um, from if you go to it on Facebook. Uh, Brian Brian R I A N. No, it's uh, Brian B R Y N Irwin. And definitely check Facebook. it out because it is a it is a it is a good looking photo of. I mean, when you got up that morning, do you remember that day at I all? I made a lot of choices yeah. in my life. And you, and you were like, this is, I'm going to a festival. This no, is- I'm running a festival with that fanny pack on, dude. I was one of the most important people of the day with that fanny pack well, on. Well, all right. Let's not- I'm just telling you the truth. sucking each other's dicks just yet here. Well, first off, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Second of all, I was one of the most important people. So anyway, yes. No, I made a conscious choice. But well, I guess if you're wearing that it, though, act, it's, and it's, you don't have pockets because you were wearing sweats, if I'm not mistaken. No, those were shorts. Oh, those, those were, were like a weird pattern. Cargo sweat yeah. short. Yeah, I was. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you were like in an adult special ed gym class with that outfit. I had, I had a look. Let's just say that. Yeah, you can see the look. It's there. Yeah, no, no, it's on the Facebook page. And it is. It is. Uh, it's about ninety four. Premeditated. You could say premeditated. You said that's ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety five. Somewhere on there. I guess. Which explains the fanny pack thing. So, Eric, come on. You can come over and sit down. Put your headphones on. Oh, guys, our visitor is here. Our visitor. Um, yeah, that that was um, that was a time. So anyway, back to this other story. I mean, that's all I, I can remember about that that particular moment with the, the arguing about shotgun with Joey. Was um, so I got I had I got flown out here for um, go ahead and get yourself set, Eric. I'll finish up this story. I got flown out to see Better Than Ezra, and then they had this after party for. Um, with the band at Jones Bar. This was called Jones Bar, right? It's across uh, over on uh, Formo- across from the Formosa Cafe. Right, right next to my pharmacy, yeah, buddy. Oh, right next to your pharmacy. Which, what kind well. of pharmacy is that? Uh, it's the kind you get medicine at, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, I know medicine. Green medicine? It's green oh, okay. sometimes. I mean, right. sometimes it's really red, yeah. and sometimes oh, it's America. like really like dark green. Oh. And- uh, so anyway, I was there, and it was one of those awkward things. I didn't really know anybody, and everybody started leaving, and I found myself in a side party. 
and uh, with no one to talk to, I didn't know what to do. And I kind of slowly stepped into this a circle of musicians that were talking. That circle of musicians were the lead singer of Better Than Ezra, Which Jeff is- Buckley, rest in peace, and Mick Jones. Of The Clash. Of The Clash. We're all talking and having a conversation, and I just kind of stood amongst them, somehow or another believing inside that I had you, something to add. You were uh, you believe that you were a peer at that yeah. point. You were like, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in radio in Milwaukee. You're Mick Jones of The Clash. And, but listen, we were all at the same party, so clearly we're all equals at that oh, moment. Oh, yeah? We all I've had... been at a party with Dr. Dre. <laughs> uh, I don't think I walk around like, hey, buddy, we're the same, huh? But I didn't know what to do, right? I didn't know how to interject or do anything, so they had their conversation, and I did what you're not supposed to do, but I think only Peter Sellers has ever done, and I still had it not work, which is I just started laughing for absolutely no reason mm-hmm. to draw attention to myself to make sure everybody knew that I was part of this, and they all just stopped and stared at me and gave me the look of, it's time to go. It was like Jeff it's Buckley, time to go, like, fanny pack. I have cancer, and you're like, ha-ha! <laughs> They're like, get out. And you were wearing the fanny pack when you were talking to them? No, no, I don't think I had the fanny pack. I mean, who you knows? Don't I don't know. I don't know. I did not. I was not. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't a snappy dresser back then. Now, what? Now I'm a man. Oh, of, now of, your wife dresses looks. you. Be very honest, dude. <laughs> Eric, step into the microphone, buddy. Guys, visitor of the day. Eric Heister. Eric Heister. What's up? How are Hello, you, man? Eric? How's it going, guys? Good, buddy. Good. Yeah, the fanny pack pick is. Uh, it's a treasure. It is. You know, I, I often have, I remember when Eric and I first became Facebook friends, and he Man, himself has had quite a trans. <laughs> exactly. Is that how people talk that way? That's just so pathetic, but I just said that. But you knew him before this, or did you meet him on Facebook and then get him a job over well, No, that sounds a little weird. Oh. Um, to even for, I mean, for somebody, I guess it's not for people of, of younger than me, but that just seems odd if Eric and I in our 40s had met on Facebook. Hey, pal. Uh, I think we, we seem like we have similar likes. We both like knives and. You avoided each other on Facebook for a while? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I probably. typically do that work, because, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you're yeah. never quite sure. Some people don't want to. No, because be in some contact. people are going to post, my boss is a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And then they want to have that freedom to yeah, anyway. They, right? You're on there going, hey, man, I think I might be that guy's boss. Well, the, not the one, that he's your boss. The one guy that I fired uh, the day, the, literally, I think about five minutes after I fired him, he defriended me on Facebook. I mean, it doesn't send you a thing, but I was curious if he did. I'm morbidly curious about that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm like, how long are you going to keep me as a Facebook friend? And it was like that. It was, it was like almost instantaneous. He was like, all right, first thing we need to do here on my I'm Matt at Brian checklist is get rid of. Tough. Like that I would just start Any posting connection. a bunch of stuff about how awesome I, was, I would be like I would thank you every day like <laughs> oh man I just want to thank Brian for the opportunity sorry it didn't work out every day I'd leave stuff on your wall until you defriended me is it defriend or unfriend it's unfriend Unf- unfriend what did I say you can defriend Fuck I guess you could well Brian's kind of new at all this yeah, social I am. media old man Irwin have you seen the emails <laughs> forward 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 <laughs> That's when you know the age of someone, right? It's like if you get if you're getting a how, forward, forward, forward. However which, many forwards are in the email is uh, the subject line is how you know the age. Like kind of the rings of a it's tree. It's the rings of a tree. Yeah, yeah it's like ridiculous, man. That'd Seventy f- rees. The guy that used to work here, Chuck, an older guy, he's in his seventies. He still forwards me stuff all the time. And it's uh, a forward, forward, forward. Oh, but yeah. that's but that's the world that he lives in. That's when that stuff mattered, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter anymore. You don't do that. You don't forward people anything. No, because everyone's because <laughs> everyone's seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. I beg people every day. If you're gonna if you're thinking about putting a video an, 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 not not an original. If you're doing something original on Facebook, if you're putting up a video you made, that's fine. You're putting up a video. Here's you doing poetry at an open mic. Here's you playing guitar. Here's you doing something. Here's you painting a picture. That's fine. 
I don't care. I reserve the right to make fun of it if it sucks, but it's fine, right? But the but what was I saying? No uh, idea. Oh yeah, Facebook. Uh, Eric's here. No, no, no. Come oh, on. I had okay, a point. Sorry. I had a point. Uh, if it's your own video, oh, yeah. If it's your own video, Thank it's you, fine. Eric. But Finally, stop. Listening. Stop posting something that it's like the forward, forward, forward. It's the hey, hey, look at this video. It's like no, dude, we've all seen that video. That video's been out. Whatever it is, we've seen it. I hide people on my thread if they start posting music videos off of YouTube. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I, if won't, if I, I won't unless, stand for unless it. Unless it's like, if someone died, like, let's say Elvis had died or whatever, and they're like, here's No some. one's dying. They're just posting music videos every day. Right, or but. like, sometimes people will like, literally do like 16 posts in a row. Done. You're off. You're one oh, post yeah, a day. Yeah. One post a day. If you do well, sixteen, let's not do one post a day. But I'll say this: if you're on Instagram and you're clogging my feed with fucking ninety-five pictures of the same plant, yeah, you're you're out of there. Done. Yeah. And why are people still yeah. taking pictures of food? All right, it's a totally a different different uh, standard protocol. So yeah. Eric, going back to my fanny pack days, I don't. I have nothing the way Eric has um, on it. The transformation of this guy probably in the last, I would say. Eight, nine years when you go and look at him on Facebook <laughs> is just unbelievable. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Eric is, for those of you who can't see him right now, he's very tatted up and it's great. It's great artwork all over him. But he didn't, how long ago were, did you, were you like literally had no tattoos on you? How many years ago? Well, I've had tattoos since but, I was in, all right, how, the when you were enormous cleaner, amount of yes, them. Yeah. Probably like, six years ago. Yeah. So if you look at any pictures of him like six years ago, he's wearing like Dockers. And he's out, you know, wearing a captain's hat, and he just looks like a completely different mullet. guy. He's got a mullet. Half a mullet. I mean, it's a tra- constant transformation. Yeah, you're going to have to go to Eric's. So what is your Facebook? Eric Heister. Eric Heister. And then, and he also has an amazing Instagram page, which is, what is it? Because you do a the, lot of artwork. Yeah, it's the Original Scullery, S-K-U-L-L-E-R-Y Co. Yeah. Original Scullery Co. Yeah. As in company. So you'll get a general idea when you actually go there, like how <clears throat> you'll understand what I'm talking about when he, how different he is. And I guess we'll get into the transformation, right? <laughs> because where are you from originally? Rochester, New uh, York. New York. And, okay. how, and so how did you end up... So. Eric, by the way, was a little bit. He's he's kind of hovered around here, as you know, on some of the shows, and he's a little bit. He was a little bit uh, scared to come in because he thought this was going to be an attack show, and I said, no. "Attack." Well, you know, because I call. I told you, I call him the Forrest Gump of Hollywood because there, if there isn't anything, if you bring it up, he's done it. Well, how was that attacking him? Well, he wasn't sure because oh. he just he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, what? I know. Like, <laughs> what? Like people listen to the show don't fucking listen to the show. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. And I'm matter. actually fans of both you guys. So, like, and yet you and can't I, find an hour out of your day. You refuse. <laughs> I refuse to listen to the show. It's not even that you don't want to. It's that you refuse. <laughs> Why do you refuse? No, I he was actually, kidding. you know, if I if I wasn't working here so much, I'd probably listen to this show. Eric is yet another person that's here at the Herald Examiner today doing his thing, which is funny that you didn't want to say the address. Like, they couldn't just Google Herald Examiner I know, and find I out thought, where I it is. I thought about that. Like, you got to be some kind of idiot. I'm like, oh, don't say the actual address. They'll come down here. Like, who's coming down here? No one's coming down <laughs> I here. would like to say that it's we're, we're safe here. Uh, it's a safe haven. You cannot get you, in, which is true as long as Eric and I are in control. But once you hand over the keys of the castle to an independent film, there's a pretty good chance. One also, of us right now the gates the open, and you got your nephews out oh, I sweeping to, up the parking lot. So I forgot to tell you. In here at any given how did you time. get in? My clicker. Did you close it behind you when you came back? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you know the rules. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, we could get stabbed in the neck right now. I want to make sure we're you know, we're in the most dangerous part of downtown. Do you Except believe me? For, no. Okay. But good. if you, if the thing is, once you got in the front door, you'd have to figure out how to get here, and that would be yeah, confusing. It is a labyrinth, yeah, but are. now you guys all know how to get to my, my secret <clears throat> office. So, Eric, you started in Rochester, 
And when, how old were you when you packed the bags, or how did you end up out here in California, just for well, starters? Well, it was back in 1971. <laughs> Boom. After you got back from I Vietnam. I got in my, um, my jammies and hit the road, because <laughs> I'm 49, so... So, yeah, my parents brought me out here in 71. Uh, okay, so you're a pretty oh, young parents, kid. Your yeah. parents brought you out? Yeah. And then uh, stayed. Where did you li- Whereabouts did you live <laughs> West, when you guys moved out here? Moved to Westlake Village. Westlake Village. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's in the valley? That's in Westlake. I have no idea where that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, where's it's Westlake? Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, I never can figure out where that stuff is. So It's far from Just here. up, up uh, the 101, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So T.O., up, they call it. T.O. You, so, you, so you're kind of a lifer, for all intents and purposes. Oh, yeah. You're a lifer. So did, did, you know, I, we have, I think we've yet to have a lifer on the show that's lived out this way. Were you... Um, I'm well, always cur- i got to say, I don't know. I mean, you, how long did you live in Rochester? Well, I was born in 66. So for all, I mean, yeah, he was so, the first five years or so, first four or five yeah. years. So now, okay, I mean, a lifer, I would say, like the first person we call a lifer on the show should be someone born. Okay, all right, fine. But but damn, he but, was six when he was here, so most of his influence is gonna. He's more uh, influenced he by being a Southern California. Was, how many kid bands then? were you in before you moved out here? <laughs> how many bands? Probably four or five. So. We're, this, the reason why I'm asking this question is, were you actually um, fascinated? Uh, be, was Hollywood a part of your life, or was you, were, did you feel so removed? Because Thousand Oaks isn't exactly right it's in super far away. Hollywood, but at the same time, it's, very, it's a lot closer than Wisconsin is or Illinois is, so yeah, I'm just curious that's very true. How, that, how, the, how, this, how L.A. and Hollywood played into your life, your early I, life. I, don't, I wasn't a big moviegoer or a fan of any celebrities, but I went to school at Viewpoint School in Calabasas for for a few years and a lot of my friends were were stars like Disney and and a lot of them are actually now stars like uh Bateman what's his name Jason Jason <laughs> <laughs> stars like uh, that one yeah, guy Bateman, and I'm like whatever. that other dude I'm in Hollywood but I'm the worst name dropper ever <laughs> the and, um, I, and, and it's Justine funny. Bateman was my girlfriend in 7th grade so oh, wow. Wow. This guy, look at that. Like Valerie Keith. You know, did you guys at least would you guys get to at least hold hands so you could, oh, like, yeah. uh, okay, yeah, just checking? Yeah. You know, we, we, back then, Colin saying this boyfriend girlfriend thing was a lot different, you know. And, I got no uh <laughs> pics, no digital TMZ. No, <laughs> the um, <laughs> Calabasas, I think people didn't really know that people in Hollywood even lived out there until Britney yeah. Spears lost her mind out there, right? And that kind of put <laughs> well, Calabasas <laughs> on the map. Because yeah. there are a lot of people, people don't understand, a lot of, especially when they start families, they move out that way and they live out that way yeah. and they only come in to work. That's all they do. Everybody just assumes everyone lives somewhere in the Hollywood Hills. That's not the case at yeah, all. Britney and the Kardashians made Calabasas what it is. And actually, when you, if you and watch... And the heisters. Yeah, and of course the heisters. Well, dude, before, yeah. before anybody... <clears throat> OC original Calabasas. <laughs> I just, just made that up. So so all right, but, but even back then, you knew that they were doing stuff, but that had it was not on your radar. Uh, like, so what was your goal? Like, I what were you not, all about? I wasn't into any. Like, I I just was not into. The, I think I got into movies when Star Wars came out. Well, that's a good time to get into movies. But still, you know, like um, to this day, I'm not the biggest fan of Hollywood. You know, like, where, where do you live? Because now? we see the dark side of Hollywood. We, we're like the white trash of Hollywood. That, yeah, we are. Yeah, you know, in production. We can be. Yeah, like we've I've worked on some of the biggest productions ever, and we're all just a bunch of minions. Yeah. You know? Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous, yeah. my friend. Unless you're like Brian, you know. <laughs> yeah, real big wig, bossing people around. <laughs> but even when you're like Brian, I always said, I always said, uh, 
every like I, as a production assistant when I first started, I, I kind of noticed just watching how everyone else worked, and I was like, oh, oh, you never really stop being someone else's assistant, <laughs> really. You're never you're a PA for somebody always. Like even the guy who was running the show was a PA for the guy who was you know helping his thing at the network, who was a PA for the guy who was working for the guy at the network, who was a PA for the guy who owned the Clear Channel, who was, you know what I mean? There's like, always somebody there's one There's always above you. A somebody above you, and you're always going to be like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. As we joke about all the time, I can make all the decisions in the world here, but as soon as the toilet breaks, <laughs> it doesn't matter We're anymore. The, the, the toilets, a broken toilet is my boss at that point, and that's the exciting part of being... You could have the most famous glamour here and broken you're, and you're, toilets. You'll find yourself in there mopping up a broken toilet or something like that. I don't know, but being a stage manager slash site rep here at the Examiner, <laughs> like we actually are the boss of the. You yeah, are, you but at the end of the day, you can say, "Hey, don't drink nice. over like, there. Don't do that. Don't yeah. walk there." Like you but, can bitch out a producer if you want, but you know. but have you ever had to get in a fight? Not in a physical fight, but have you had to get in a sparring match? Last week, you know, was was and like my monumental. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So like, give me give us an example without you know stating the name of the show and all that kind of crap. Producer kind of in our historical landmark lobby at the Herald Examiner Film Studio eating food. Now you're not allowed to eat food in no food in or a historical landmark. So so up until this point though, you're thinking, good day. I'm having a good day. Yeah, I'm yeah, working on know? a movie. I'm doing my thing, getting paid. I'm working in Hollywood. A lot of people in the world are jealous of what I'm doing. I'm here right now. Cameras are about to roll. This is reality, and then this happens. Yeah. Then the guy uh, I knew he was going to have a problem before I even went up to him. And I asked him nicely to stop eating in the lobby. And so he, I knew he was going to have not having that at all. So he stood up real slow and kind of walked to the front of the lobby and just kept eating and was telling me he was on his phone. And so um, let him do that for a spell. And then I walked up to him and I said, hey, man, if you need to you know, comply or just walk over there to the outside the lobby, like get out of the lobby, please. And he was not having it. He he yelled at me like he was calling me every name in the book. You and can you can you can say we we swear on this show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. If you're yeah. worried about what, what, it. he I, said I, fuck I, shit damn piss. <laughs> no, but I mean well, what name specifically? Like, oh, he was calling me an asshole and okay. telling me like to call my boss. And I said, well, I'm kind of the boss here, so you either comply, and I'm the one guy that can actually remove you from the building. Then he, the whole production. Normally, like that no. will that will. Quiet I told him after everybody. that, but it was good. It gave him power at the time. He didn't know <laughs> until afterwards. He can't do that, but it's fine. You, they can live under that threat for a second. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, whatever it takes to calm yeah. him down. But whatever that did not takes. calm him down. He he brought his other partner over. They both started yelling at me, and then they're asking me if I wanted to shut the whole thing down. I said, "Well, that's going to be up to you guys." Like, <laughs> and then my my line is always, "If Steve Carell can comply, then you can certainly comply." And uh, it it took the assistant director to come over and calm everybody down. But these guys literally like were they wanted to punch me because they couldn't eat at a in a fucking lobby. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Sometimes it's a power thing, though. That's all it was. It's like they did not want to allow Eric to have any influence or power over them whatsoever, even though it was his place and he was responsible. He for wasn't it, even flexing power. He was like, dude, just don't eat in here. No, not Eric. I'm saying, the, but that's the way the other guy saw it. He saw it as a threat to power. Like he wanted to be the most important person in the room to make whatever decisions. And somebody came over and said, "Oh, by the way, I can make a decision that impacts you." And he didn't like that. That's, that's exactly. All, that, then that's, he should have pretended he made that decision. And it's very rare that that. Oh, happens. you know what? Never mind, buddy. I'm going to go eat over here. <laughs> and you would have gone, "What? Okay, thanks." The thing I just asked you to do, but he could go, "No, no, no." 
If I've I learned anything from working in this business as long as I have, especially behind the scenes, it's is nothing. that the people that have the least amount of power are usually the ones that pretend they have the most amount of power. Yeah. Like Eric brings yeah, up yeah. a really good point. Uh, Steve Carell is a, a perfect example of someone who is very famous, and when they're here, they are the most kind, courteous, respectful, and down-to-earth person within the crew. It's right. usually somebody below them that tries to that that's whatever is going on in their lives, they feel like they should be more important. Big time. And they get more upset about stuff. That's pretty typical of how things go. The higher up people are, the less likely they are because uh, they, throwing because their weight around. Because the higher up they are, they know that there's people who they hire to throw weight around for them. And 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 they know they're going to get what they want anyway. There's truth to that, but but again, like like, but you can. There are people you can go up to and be like, "Hey, if you can't, I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that." They'd be like, "Oh, okay." And it never, it never nothing ever comes of it. But I've also heard interviews. I heard I heard Steve Carell on um, on Howard Stern, and he always, he's kind of one of those people. Who's like, I get it. I get how fortunate I am to have the career that I have. He's not demeaning his talent. He's just saying no. that there are ten other talented people that will never get their chance. And I'm just totally stoked that I got mine, and I'm not going to be a dick about it because I was the one that got picked out yeah. of that talented group. It's so I, I've no, it's a cool thing for like your listeners to know that like the the A listers I've I've only met maybe one that that didn't even want to talk to me. The rest of them like Steve when he was here scouting, he talked to me for like half hour. You, know, you could see some of his people like motioning him over but he went out of his way to be cool and i could li- make a huge list of a-listers that are like that i really appreciate but but then the b-listers slash the producers and anybody can be labeled a producer well, that's They're the problem the biggest, that's what i that's uh, the, i produce this you, show you, yeah i'm a producer i'm a producer and you just say that and you're like okay Dude, it sounds gross when you say it out loud yeah, it does that. man it really you feel kind of like but there are good producers too it's yeah just, i'm a anybody. good producer so let's go. Let's keep going backwards because we're kind of jumping, which is totally. Well, fine, wait. I would also, I would also like just for the listeners' purpose, because what this show is, if you could, if there are other A-listers that have, you have kind of gone out of their way to be super cool that you can think of off the top of your head, feel free to mention that because I think you talking to listeners, talking to Eric, talking to Eric about, oh. <laughs> uh, for the listeners. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I worked with Sia on her chandelier video, which has which got was shot in the building. I think, yeah, yeah almost. A, it's approaching a billion hits. Yeah. On that video, and actually during the first take, half the people on set cried because it was such just a weird, cool video. But Sia, during the three days she was here, she spent probably forty-five minutes just chatting me up. And actually, I'm a huge fan of hers, and I didn't even know it. Actually, my call, my time card, or the uh, the call sheet said SIA, and I just thought that was the name of the production company. And then she comes up, she drives herself up to the examiner, kind of with no makeup and stuff. And I, and I was like, Holy shit, that's Sia. I go, Hey girl, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I have been since for like 10 years since she was in zero seven. And then Eric said, Hey Brian, come here. And I went, okay. And he goes, Brian, this is the artist. See? And I went, Hello. Okay. Hey, Eric. Real quick, another thing. I had no. I'm like. I'm so out of. I'm, I'm out. I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even. I just. Uh, well, I, I don't know who we're talking but about either. Yeah, well, well, but most people do now because yeah. that that video has been parodied. It's like it became this huge thing. Actually, when people come here on scouts and they find out that that music video was shot here, similar to like it's always sunny bar or whatever, or the police station for usual suspects, they want to go there and they want to take a photograph there. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. a trip because so many people actually don't know Sia. But she's written songs for Correct. everybody. That's kind of her background, is yeah. right. Is yeah, more... you've heard her music. She just took chandelier and 
for herself, but it's it has blown up. Last time I checked, it was like 890 million hits on her Hearts. video, which I is filmed video, here. I got some videos on YouTube that they're not doing that well but the other thing you can do the other thing you can do with Eric Eric is the selfie king he does take That's photographs what, well, of I'll most people get to that yeah he has pictures with, with a lot of people I have pictures with no one and the one time <laughs> I'm not going to name the, the group of people that I requested a photograph with but I was declined and I was a little bit shocked by that but Eric has pictures with everybody I that but comes I would rather that. be I would rather be photographed with Eric than you too does that make sense yep. <laughs> absolutely I feel like even if I was like a huge celebrity that it would still add a little bit of coolness to be like who's that guy oh, this is my buddy Eric from the building instead of like is this your uncle like yeah that's my uncle Brian I think that's the benefit of having all the ink though you know he's like literally what I did assume you're cool you could be a raging peckerhead if he, does, he, he does cool. carry himself way better than me I think I, I come off like a white guy freak it's like dad he's jeans, gonna snap yeah dad jeans. Eric always has his what's that thing the puffer thing he's always got that he's always relaxed he's sitting like no one feels like alright this guy's gonna mess with me like they always feel like yeah this guy's decent he's a good man or if I get on his bad side I bet he explodes like He's the kind of guy. When I first worked I with him, I was like, how. "I bet if Eric like, is angry now. Can't you tell?" Yeah, he's super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first met him, I was like, "I bet," because he was so laid back, and I was like, "Yeah, but that's the kind of guy. He's so laid back that you're like, oh, hey man, I misplaced a tool, and he just fucking snaps his windows <laughs> with a hammer, like fucking find it." <laughs> so uh, that never happened because I was only here for like three days. But do you think that one <laughs> of the reasons why you're not? Uh, <laughs> Do you think that one of the reasons why you're not, I don't want to say you're not jaded, but you're not like intimidated by most talent is because of where you grew up and because you've been exposed to it for so long? Is that part of it? Because you've seen them in a natural environment where like if I come from Wisconsin, I don't see, I don't, I only see them on TV or I see them in movies. I don't see them in the real world in their natural environment. And you have your whole entire life. I definitely going to Viewpoint in Calabasas was uh, definitely. Got I got used to being around celebrities all the time, all the Dodger kids, all the everybody um, that was anybody as far as kids. They all went to private schools, and Viewpoint was definitely one of them. So yeah, but then for the last several years, I've been on hundreds of sets. Even before, I mean, I met you all from being art director for. a Kendrick Lamar Juicy J video in the lobby, like two the opposites, you know, that should be filmed in the lobby. Two more people, I have no idea who he's talking about. <laughs> I've heard of Kendrick hey, Lamar. Academy Award winner Juicy J. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still over our heads. Continue. So Juicy, definitely, Juicy yeah. Juicy J and 3 J. 6 Mafia or something? Yeah. Yeah, they oh, won Okay, the John, look Award. at you. All right, That's this is good. Because yeah. he was such a ridiculous name, and I'm sure that that was the only. I, we, that we, was yeah. for Hustle and Flow, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, see, we, I know something. We punked those guys. <laughs> we punked those guys shortly after that, and they were, thought they were going to a dinner at a, at a like a millionaire's house, wanted to invest in a movie or something. They showed up with the Oscar and like put it on the table during. Did dinner. you touch it? <laughs> no, it was like the most classless fucking thing I'd ever seen. It was just like, John, we got an Oscar, and slam it down, and everyone was like. Sit the fuck. Wait, down. they walk around with that thing? <laughs> That's what they were doing at the time. That was their thing. Yeah, walk around with. Because no Oscar. one would believe that that band would eh, have an Oscar. I'm okay know? with. Except it, that people it. watched the Oscars and everyone saw them win it, and it was in the news. <laughs> and, as long as it doesn't get broken, okay, so right? Should get stolen. All right, so I'm lost. Where were we? Oh, so hey, let's go. Let's let's go back. We, we can't eat this guy. I, I told you this is one of those ones. We're just going to be all over the place. That's just because fine. of your Why sort of life. Be all over the place. It's fine. Yeah. So so you at what point? <laughs> 
did you slowly start finding yourself even affiliated with like Hollywood? And by the way, past that, were you ever, did you ever go in your teen years? Did you ever do that? Cause Hollywood Boulevard, when you were growing up is not the Hollywood Boulevard. It is now. Oh no. That was the, that was the Hollywood uh, Boulevard. Or, you see well, what about Sunset Strip though too? Like, did you ever, it, did you no. do all that stuff? We did it like once or twice. That's all you needed to do. And you're from thousand Oaks visiting. When you downtown. say that, why yeah. do you say that? Uh, Cause it was a hot mess down here yeah. back then. Like, you especially being a blonde white surfer kid coming down here. So we're talking about when, like, what, what, approximately 80s, when is this early eighties? Okay, yeah. And it was pretty. Hollywood Boulevard was was pretty bad, right? Yeah. But you yeah. stayed. That's so what I'm saying. York, Back then, but... you stayed off Hollywood Boulevard. You would like hang out, yeah. uh, like down by the whiskey and the Roxy and all that shit. Yeah, that was pretty much it. You yeah. Know, how, no, but there wasn't House of Blues. But, so there yeah. was no reason to go on Hollywood Boulevard like as a person who lived out here. It's like, what would be the point? No, no you would, unless you were looking to get robbed or like, yeah. stabbed. <laughs> yeah, and the tradition was if you were a, a white surfer kid and you asked anybody for directions, they told you the exact opposite. You know? Yeah, great. Why is that? Go down by Dodger Stadium and then just give everyone yeah, the finger. They just, they just knew we weren't from around here. And they're probably directing us to their local robbery. Yeah. Here's here's where I get a here's where I get a kickback if you get robbed in this alley. Go here. So you were big into surfing growing up? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I almost died surfing. Uh oh. During our storms we had in the eighties, went out there, uh. tried to body surf, and like woke up passed out on the beach. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, lifeguard wasn't even going to get me. It was so bad. It was during those nasty storms we had. Meaning that he it was too dangerous yeah. for them to go out yeah. there. Yeah. Meaning there were that news cameras it. watching you and no one helping <laughs> yeah. you. And that, that cured me of surfing. Yeah, that actually. was enough. It did. That was enough. Yeah. Really? You never surfed again? No. No. Wow. That's kind of sad. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we're going to get Eric back on a surfboard. A very special episode coming up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to go audio of Eric surfing again. His audio. It sounds like two guys in a bathtub. What is this? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It, 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 may, it may be just for the... Uh, should I have said that out loud? No. So when did so all right so you start uh, you're hanging out you're growing up in the uh, outside of the system now can you well, actually well, I'm ahead, sorry, sorry I was gonna say after like you said you only did that twice go down to Sunset Strip after that were you kind of like uh, Hollywood can piss off yeah we ne- we rarely so ever where did you hang out you didn't you didn't so you have a Valley guy you well, didn't yeah, have we were, any well I was I grew up Thousand Oaks slash Malibu so it was like so you stayed up there Malibu yeah I okay. lived there for a while. Yeah, so there was no there. there was no like uh, glamorizing. No. Was Hollywood. Mel Gibson living in that um, trailer on the above yeah. the ocean? He was putting a gun in his mouth every night, dude. Yeah, so was Matthew Ma- Mahogany or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Mahogany. <laughs> He's a wooden boy. <laughs> he just wants to be a real human boy. Matthew Mahogany. At- That's hilarious. That's a great sketch, by the Matthew way. Matthew Mahogany. I lived. Um, he was my neighbor at the Malibu RV park. That's awesome. That's where I used to live during the summers. And yeah. I, my ex actually thought I was joking because I spent a lot of time uh, shaving with him in the morning because he had the little air. All right, that's a little bit odd, but yeah, continue we, this story. I spent time shaving, shaving with shaving, him, like each other's back. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, who has a shaving? Party? Actually, it was a little sketchy because he, he's that smarty, like kind of creepily sexy guy, you know. Uh huh. So he where are we going like, with hey. this, Eric? He tricked you into kissing. I don't him? understand the sharing shaving well, thing. You, don't you guys have you your have own separate little, shaving? If quarters? you have a motorhome, like he had a, a old school Airstream, mm-hmm. so like at, at Malibu RV Park, most they're better to shave in. I you can understand. go if you use the bathrooms. You have like unlimited water and showering and stuff in the. In oh, you're saying there was a common area? Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So in the common area in the morning, uh, we probably once a week be shaving in the same. Okay. Area. 
And he was like that creepy kind of that's guy, your, So yeah. that's your credit with him. So then I'd come in the shave RV together. and I'd say, hey, yeah, hon, um, just uh, did another shave session with, with Matthew. Was he already like, known no. at that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was big time. And then uh, hilarious. So she finally saw him walk out of the bathroom after me, so she, she got it. She finally believed you? Yeah. First of all, what a, kind of a weird lie would that be? <laughs> I shave with Matthew McConaughey. No, you don't. Up. That's not mm. something a man would brag about for the most part in general I mean, public I'm terms. I'm kind of proud of it. Yeah, well, we, I, we can tell now. Yeah. Matthew Mahogany. Close shaves. So when did you actually start doing stuff in, uh, um, in Hollywood? Like, when did you finally go, you know what, I, I can do some stuff here. I can I can. Well, engage. wait, why did, yeah, why did you eventually move here, I think, is... Well, my I have a saga that led up to this. Oh, saga! So see, I owned. A, I was a business. I was not like artist and Hollywood and all that stuff. I was business. I had a diagnostics company that had been developing. We had a patented system where we could test your uh, depression status in about three four minutes online. It was using psychometrics, which is a like a sort of a new way to ask questions. And um, so I ended up. Um, developing that business to the point where we had army contracts we could actually detect depression like in the tent in afghanistan the kids on his laptop and we could find out if he was depressed or not and bring him home really it's going to be huge it's going to change a lot of lives and um so i brought my my uh best friend from first grade i brought him in as the president then i then he brought in his father-in-law and his team to be investors and long story short is they took over the company and I lost everything. I lost my whole life savings, everything, every contact. It was my business. So I kind of had to, I actually had to wait because I've been in a long, drawn out um, uh, lawsuit. And then, so I was actually in Malibu taking care of a, of a ranch for a friend of mine that passed away, Dale Rickards, which is another, like I could talk about the Rickards Ranch for the next hour, but... What uh, is the Rickards Ranch in general for those that don't know? Dale Rickards was the first LAPD mounted horse cop in 1948. Whoa, holy shit. And up on the top of Malibu, uh, Mulholland up in Malibu was his ranch. And he, for like 50 years, they collected antiques. And his ranch turned into almost like a, a Knott's Berry Farm on steroids. It was amazing. Like every square foot of that place was like a photo shoot. And amazing. is that what people did there? Like what was the ranch for? No, when you Dale, to, or was it just his place it was he just hung out? Dale's like fairy tale ranch. And actually his when when I'd visit him in his um, saloon, he had the most badass saloon. You can see it on my Facebook, of course. And um he when I'd go in there I'd see Dale uh Gene Autry, Dale Evans, Iron Eyes Cody, John Wayne. They were all his buddies hanging out with him. It was stunning. It was amazing. <sighs> So um, he passed away uh, the same year that I got my business removed from my life. And their family asked me to caretake the ranch. Uh, I'm like, I got a reputation for fixing stuff. So I went in there and fixed a lot of the antiques and like restored the ranch. And then I started letting people shoot there and stuff. um, So during that time, though, at the ranch is where I started building my artwork and making stuff for people you started doing the artwork and yeah. you started da- the people because people were filming around you and all that kind of stuff it started kind of becoming yeah. a part of your life yeah i turned into like uh the intern like the i was their uh go f- i was their set designer whenever there was like a photo shoot I'd be okay like, no you guys need to use this and there was stuff on that ranch to just blow your mind like dale collected everything like even the the um the chariot uh, in Ben Hur, that the guy died on was in his spoiler alert. 
<laughs> is so the, is the ranch still props. open? Yeah, it's it, not open. It's just it's, it's private. still there. Yeah. So no. So is someone living there in it? Yeah. The, oh, okay. Uh, his, family. Yeah, his daughter. Okay. And, All right. So it's it's not an open to the public. It's not like a museum. It's not a place no, people go to visit. No, I really wish stuff. it would. It would have been. Iron Eyes yeah. gave him a saddle that's priceless. That and they, and it was weird. Their family they would just leave stuff that was literally priceless. Just you could if you really knew if you knew it was in there you'd steal it. And actually, when I first got there, I took probably 800 pictures. They're all on Facebook. And I did it for the exact reason that I did not want to get accused of stealing Right, shit yeah. Here, there. this and is it, all here. This is and it. And it so paid off for me because the reason I left was they accused me of stealing stuff that was literally on my in my house or on my property. I'd be like, where is this? I'd be like, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I literally I had to leave the ranch because his – daughter is just a bit of a psycho and she's an uh, attorney and um, like i didn't not want any part of that and it was where did you super go, sad though to, where to did you go after that i, I well, rented co- a, i'm sorry real quick but you you said you started doing artwork there yeah for the first time ever or had you been doing stuff nah. before that and then you just hadn't shown anyone kind of i just I, I just played around with it it's in my genes to build and make because both my grandfathers were like master wood craftsmen. So like I made furniture. I did all kinds of like stuff like that. But it, it turned into like I started making these really cool signs for people, like family signs for their houses. Wooden? Is it all woodwork? Yeah. Okay. Woodwork and mahogany. like mixed media. Matthew mahogany. Yeah, trinkets and, and then a lot of my – I like do coloring for, for people. Actually, I, I get hired to do coloring um, in certain ways, like cool. in fashion and – in an art. So anyways, uh, after a while, people started taking notice and actually a lot of my, uh, followers on Instagram are tattoo artists. And those guys would always ask me to make them something to trade for ink. So oh, that's really why that's... I got so much ink in such a short period of time. Which is why Eric, uh, is naked. Uh, yeah. you don't know uh, it. He's got um, those he all is, tattoos. He has yeah. <laughs> his shirt tattooed on his body, <laughs> pants tattooed <laughs> on his waist. It's perfect. Um, so you just started trading art for ink. Yeah. Yeah, I got probably $20,000 worth of ink. Jesus. Give or take. But when, that's why. When you <laughs> So you actually spent a lot, a large portion. What would you say the, the portion of your life that you, you could actually live a normal life here and Hollywood had no impact on you whatsoever for the most part? Yeah, pretty I much. I mean, I think people always wonder about that. Like, if you know, because I, I worry about that having kids here. Like, can you live a normal life without having that right at your doorstep? And I kind of feel like you can. I think you can go to that. You can go in. You, you can bring, go there. You, you bring it. You bring that in so you can keep it out. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think you're either like starstruck or not, though. And I like think, I remember I, when I was a little kid at Viewpoint, I did not want to take. I didn't want anybody's. Um, well, not that. It's the like, scene. It's more about the scene. Yeah. I think that's the big worry. It's not. I mean, it's it's not a like. Oh, I'm at. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the lot every day, or I'm. You know what I mean? I'm hanging out like that with in, in the actual filming process. It's more. I think. The fear of the scene that comes with it, the stuff that we always see on the news, yeah. the train wrecks and stuff like that. But it's but seems everybody like you do- is in everybody everybody's on the verge of that uh, when they're when they're here for a while and I think you either make the decision and maybe it's not even a decision for some people. Some people it's just like, no, why would I do that? It's like <clears throat> like it doesn't sound like that you were ever at risk for like going way off the rails am i wrong well i mean i was doing when you're an art director you're literally the you are the you're humping it yeah on set like it's 
That's not a glamorous job. It's not a glamorous Even job. Even if you're working on Alien or whatever, any big mega art direction. I mean, that's got to be even more of a giant stress factor. You're the one that makes the film look good real. Bad, yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to stop there. Oh. Because we are at our hour. Okay. So we are going to have Eric back for part two. <clears throat> Copy yeah, that. Because there's more, like I told you. He hasn't even gotten into everything else. Well, yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I have questions about, like, what, is there drug use in your past? But. That's like those are my heroes. Just last night. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that's the past. That's Eric, the real quick, um, where can people find your work again? I'm at on Instagram at the original scullery co, and that scullery is s k u l l e r y co. That's great. Yeah, Remember. Idiots. So, uh, all right, we will see you again soon, John. Anything before we go? Uh, nope. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Good talk. Thanks guys. for thanks for visiting. Much Eric. love. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 